As stories surrounding Jeffrey Epstein continue to develop, recently documents were released, unsealed, in which it reveals that Bill Clinton was on that island with two underage girls and the media is silent about it. Let's get into it. Yo, this is Hanging with Apes, an Audio Apes podcast. Real talk, real topics, no limits. Audio Apes, music with no boundaries. What's up, everybody? I'm K-Cartoon. This is Rx Phonics. We are the Audio Apes, and you are officially Hanging with Apes, a weekly Tuesday podcast where we discuss trending topics and current news with a philosophical and comedic flair and our take on it. Two guys from the south side of Chicago. There is explicit language at times, so be advised. Going over to Twitter, follow us at Hanging with Apes. Going over to our website, that's hangingwithapes.com. You can sign up for our newsletter. And if you want to listen to some really good rap and hip hop music, go to any major music streaming platform, type in Audio Apes, and our catalog pops up. It truly is the best. It truly is the best. You can follow me at Kill Cartoon on Twitter. You can follow him at Rx Phonics on Twitter. So, a uh, quick, brief episode one topic we're going to discuss some of the theories some of the conspiracy theories some of the nonsense some of the flat-out bias surrounding these uh documents that were recently revealed to show that bill clinton was indeed on what they call pedo island or pedophilia island Jeffrey Epstein's island, his private island, with two underage girls. Now, this is not necessarily off the bat proof that Bill Clinton did anything sexual with those underage girls, but it definitely is something that had other political figureheads been surrounded in such nonsense the mainstream media would not have stopped talking about it the 24-hour news cycle would have never ended for that particular subject what are your thoughts on it i think it's uh bs msnbc didn't even cover it cnn barely graced over it and i'm not saying you said very well it's not we're not saying Bill Clinton did anything, but it's pretty damning news. It's pretty like, well, Absolutely. what were you doing? Because initially, you didn't go. To, your, your spokesperson said you never went to the island. So now if you were in the island, why are you lying about it? Right? What do you have to hide? Yeah. What's, you know, this is a journalist's dream, right? Let's get to the truth. What, what was that commercial that, that we saw from, um, was it... The New York Times or the Washington Post it was all black and it said the truth matters, truth matters. And as well, I mean, evidently, propaganda matters more. And if it fits the bill to the people that you don't like, then, oh, well, yeah, this, we, we got to look into this. We got to look into this. Where You remember the reporter, and I forget her name because she was on a uh, I don't know much of her work. I saw her on the... It was like this investigation that they did, and they asked her about it. They asked her about, like, the Epstein, because she, I guess she was... She really had the story, and um, 
man, it's the guy from from YouTube. He does those like those like low key investigations. Oh, um, um, I can't think of the name. <laughs> from Project Veritas. Yes. Yeah. James like, O'Keefe. Yeah, James O'Keefe. There we go. And where uh, a female reporter said she had the whole story. She was like, "Man, I had I had the names, I had all this uh, to you know damning evidence on Jeffrey Epstein, and like the network shut that shit down, and I was never able to. And uh, now it's out. You fast forward, and you're like, "Man." It's pretty frustrating for her being a journalist, doing her job as a journalist, pressing on stuff that that seems like it's 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 bad. I mean, it doesn't seem as bad as Pedophile Island. Yeah. So now, Du gets caught up, guilty, and then all of a sudden he guilty of being there. Yeah. Not well, necessarily- well, not, not Bill Clinton. I'm talking about Jeffrey Epstein. Guilty. Oh. He was, and then all of a sudden, dead all of a sudden. Well, I mean, technically, he wasn't convicted of anything. Well, you know what? He was convicted... Of one, yeah. Of of things prior, but not like when when he killed himself, he, yeah. was, he was just charged. Yes. Yeah, he wasn't, but he had other prior felony charges, convictions yeah. from, from uh, before, and like, I think also prostitution, like dabbling in prostitution and shit like that. Yeah, and, and you would think even... And Bill Clinton's not the only one that was named. You have Prince Andrew. You have Alan Dershowitz, former New Mexico governor, Bill Richardson, New York hedge fund manager, Glenn uh, Dubbin, artificial intelligence pioneer, Marvin Minsky, and uh, a model agency manager by the name of John Luke Brunel. So, like... That, that's a lot of people that, but, that are being named. Well, those people were named. They were on flight logs having been there. Yeah. But I think what's so damning about the Bill Clinton situation. That he lied. Is, but also that it was while these underage girls were there also. Like, because I, if I, I don't know, I could be wrong. But for any of those other names, has there been anything released that correlates them being there while other underage women are there well these people particularly they have been said to have had sex with the underage girls so the underage one of the underage uh, women well not anymore but at the time she said oh this these are the people i had sex with Mm. and it's it's uh, it's in a deposition whether it be whether it's true whether it's not i'm saying those are those are accusations and, and like and like bill clinton has been accused plenty what I'm saying though is in these documents released is there any were these documents that were released substantiating proof or evidence rather that these people were there at the same time as these girls like with this oh. like with Bill Clinton well that this no this is just a deposition from the from the girl right whether what I'm saying yeah. what I'm saying is with the 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 documents that were le- were released yeah with for, as far this as was part of the documents, but it was just like, you know, like her accu- her testimony. Yeah, like her accusing. testimony. Yeah, but yeah. What I'm saying though is, the documents revealed that Clinton was there while these underage girls were there. Yeah. Now that's not that's not evidence that he did anything with them, but yeah. that is evidence that he was in the same place at the same time with them. What I'm saying is those people is there anything substantiating 
that any of those people were also there while she was there. While the that girl. Yeah. No. Well, at least not that. I know that the, the deposition said that that's what she's saying. Whether they're on that log, I don't know. I didn't see if they were on that log. But still, part of that packet and part of that is being investigated. Mm-hmm. And now they're now there's articles saying, oh, well, this is what <laughs> Prince Andrew's into and shit like that. But those were all basically the pack of files that uh, that the, what, what's her name? Uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, yeah. She didn't really want, and then the judge was like, well, no, we got to, you know, you guys could. She judged on it, and she said you could, you could, uh, the files could be pretty much public. And nothing nothing on anything like actually on twitter was when i found out that the articles were out yeah that's how i found out too yeah it's like you don't see nothing on the news and nothing explosive on twitter is how i found out that bill clinton was implicated in that yeah. particular situation <laughs> what was it what was uh bill clinton is a pedo or something like that that's what yeah, it was that was trending and you didn't get anything anything from the mainstream media. You didn't really get any no, traction, any steam from it whatsoever. And I would imagine, even though that Hillary is out of the limelight and Bill himself is out of the limelight, it still behooves the mainstream media to not cover this stuff. Because I think that there's a segment of society that paints political priorities with a broad stroke on the left and the right, both guilty of it. And I feel like this would be very damning to the Democratic Party because they would they correlate it all the same. Yeah. There's people that correlate it all the same, even though that's probably an overly simplistic way of doing things and operating it and, and operating and looking at it. But... I think that the stakes are more or less too high right now. Yeah, but I mean, you have to do your job. It's more than like, and I'm saying on the reporting side, because that's where now you're starting to see that the news is in the left's pocket. Yeah. Like, see, if there's a bias, there's a bias, but like, this is straight up like, Oh, do you do you want us to say anything? Do you, can we report on this? Yeah. No, nah, man, it's election year. You better shut the fuck up about it. That's that's the way all this seems like. Like, yeah. well, and we'll I, just leave this alone for and now. And I think the undertone to all of this is indeed that, and that's what the average everyday person. Well, not, maybe not the average everyday person, but the the average everyday person that has an interest in this particular topic. I think that's the thing that's registering with them the most currently is that. It's like, wow, the bias is real. These people are untrustworthy. They more or less are the enemy of the people, like Trump has been saying and tweeting and tweeting and tweeting about that. And you substantiate it. And and, And it's funny because... I remember when Trump at her press conference was asked about Ghislaine Maxwell and he said, I, I wish her well. What was funny about that whole little debacle is like you had 
segments of politics so divided and delving into their conspiracy theories. You had people on the left that were like, oh, Trump said that because he's signaling to her that he doesn't want her to tell on him and everything like that. And then you had people on the right saying, oh, he said that because, you know, he wants her to survive so he she could expose all of these people or whatever the case. But a lot of times that situation like a lot of times things are not that political and that situation i don't think it necessarily is that political like motherfuckers going to this island having sex with underage girls it's just some sick shit left or right of the aisle but the response to it and how it's handled that is political yeah and that's the thing like and that's how you really feed into the whole uh, conspiracy narrative too because some like this this explosive and there's not a peep so then people then say oh see we told you Pizzagate was real yeah and then whoa shit the people that were like well that's dumb right this Pizzagate and then they look at this and they're like wait that's kind of awkward that's kind of it, fe- it feeds to the, the fire of, of, like, the conspiracy and, theories. And it definitely lends a degree of legitimacy to the weird shit. Like, whether Pizzagate itself is real. You know what I'm saying? Like, Pizzagate itself. No. Maybe it's not. I would venture to say that it's not. I don't think that it's real. But some of the themes and undertones of Pizzagate seem to be real. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And that's where it's like, all right, well, maybe Pizzagate is not the puzzle, but it could be a piece of the puzzle mm-hmm. of the hiding and and the pe- paid off people and the weird shit, Hollywood-ass shit going on. Also, in the light of all of this, you're seeing so many people, at least I am. I don't know how, how like, if, if you're seeing it on, on, on your Twitter feed or anywhere else on social media or any other alternative media sources, so much push for child sex trafficking to, like, be exposed and people, like, you know, are talking about it and... And, and 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 what a thing that it is in Hollywood and everything like that. It's so there is something definitely about this particular subject matter that people feel needs to be talked about and why the mainstream media doesn't talk about it. I don't know. It's it's odd. Yeah, and it, and it's it's crazy because I don't listen to the radio almost at all, but I had left my phone in the car. Uh, or in the in the house, so and I ended up going like grocery shopping or something, and you know, as I was coming back, a recurring commercial on a show on iHeartRadio was like the missing women of Juarez, and it was basically the the premise. You know, it was it was a commercial, so you didn't get too deep, but it was a, a lot of, like a lot of women that were supposedly trying to like come to to America and they just disappeared. Mm-hmm. And so like a lot of a, a lot of that stuff if you know what happens is they take these women and they traffic them. Yeah. So that's not really talked about too much. It wasn't talked about much until Trump got 
kind of harsh on the on the border stuff. Yeah. And that was what he said. Well, you know, a lot of this stuff, this is what happens. You come in, women get taken advantage of. They, they, they get basically prostituted. And who's to say? Who, like, they don't have, like, a social security or anything. Like, how could you really track them in the U.S.? Yeah. Like, you could technically probably, if they're coming... Uh, the right uh, group of people that that are the the as they call them the coyotes, <laughs> uh, they bring them. They can grab a slew of them. You'll never know. You'll never know because they're from another completely different country. Yeah. You know, and it's like well then, that that that's a situation that that should be addressed. That's a situation that's always in the kind of undertone of those conversations too. Yeah. Like the the whole uh, human trafficking. Uh, pedophilia it's always been something about that that like and uh, actors and 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 uh actresses also have said certain things about like yeah hollywood is is very weird in that manner so it's like it, it makes you kind of it it makes you kind of think about it and be like well what what's hiding like what is it people of power and then you see here yeah. it's a prince it's a it's a congressman it's it's this it's that now we're not saying that's part of a deposition and wh- wherever that goes that goes but it's very weird how like l- small pieces of the puzzle from different sources just ha- kind of match up too you know yeah and then and then and then you see how people like and that's that's like the the craziness about like conspiracy theories is like you try and fill in the blanks you know because you you start seeing uh, what do I like uh, you start seeing little things here and there that just match up but you don't get the answers or you don't know then you get situations like like the reporter that that wanted to report Jeff, like the situation with Jeffrey Epstein and was just completely stumped yeah by by the news network and then you get this this pretty damning uh, evidence on a former president of all of the United States of America and like n- not one thing no nobody reporting on anything it's just like and I remember you tweeted something I was like it's like uh, this is mainstream media trying to ignore uh, the Bill Clinton uh, log and it's like a person like sitting like with like headphones on or like now watching the window and it's just fireworks out yeah. there it, it, it makes you worry because it's like you start thinking how much of this stuff is controlled by the media how much aren't you told what's filtered what's not filtered it's pretty crazy you know and then thank god for the fact that there's different independent journalists like Tim Poole mentioned the whole Bill Clinton stuff um, you see different forms of media podcasts having conversation about this stuff. Um, nothing main, and even and even Fox News. Fox News' story was kind of geared towards well, look, MSNBC is not saying anything. Yeah, and then CNN barely talked about it. I think at some point, some of this stuff should transcend politics, and just like let's get to the truth, like on some spotlight shit. Yeah, you know, like that get to the truth like ask the questions 
I'm not I'm not here saying, you know, Bill Clinton's guilty, but shit. How are we going to know if no one's doing the the footwork? Yeah. He what he just happen, happened. Yeah, what happened to real yeah. journalism? Pedophilia is only cool or pedophilia is only bad when when it's made what? Republicans? But if it's Democrats yeah, engaging it's, it's in pedophilia, non, it's a non-factor. Oh, well, that's fine. You know, we got to win an election. And that's where the scariness of of propaganda because I, I mean let me let me swipe let me swipe right right now on, on the media there's gonna be one story on Trump let's see sure enough Trump removes board chairman and calls for firing of Tennessee Valley uh, Trump unprepared with the coronavirus uh, let's see I mean we, we every day Every moment, you have something on Trump, and and yet and still, still kicking, still doing stuff. What's interesting is that a Rasmussen poll came out yesterday. It, he's he's gained on Biden in the in the battleground states, uh, and he's like at fifty for fifty percent now. Um, the executive orders that he signed recently to make the the pharmaceutical drugs and prescription drugs cheaper uh, cheaper because you can now import from Canada so that's going to make the market more competitive. Mm-hmm. He redacted something from the Fair Housing Act where low income uh, people like are given vouchers to live in the suburbs so now that'll help the crime rate of the suburbs and the property values there's a lot of people that call that racist but then there's a lot of people that live in the suburbs that are very happy about that so what's crazy is like despite everything that's going on he's still trying to get stuff done and right now his approval rating is higher than what Obama's was at the same time (laughs) and that's with a slew of like everyday damning media trying to like get at him the first three articles Huff Post Dutch Bank investigating longtime banker of Donald Trump and Jared Kushner oh yeah because that's more important than pedophilia island next one next one next one I think it's about Burks Trump Media furor over Trump's tweet. Because <laughs> well, that's more important than Bill Clinton being on an island with kids. Which one's the other one? Right here. Oh, this is a two. This is a this is a double whammy. This one's from Political. Trump blasts Burks after she warns coronavirus pandemic is extraordinarily widespread. And then the the fourth one. A line by line analysis of the hilarious case for Trump. Yeah. None of that is more important. Well, the coronavirus one, I would say, well, that's important. It's relevant, at least. Mm-hmm. Everything else, attack, 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 attack. Hit piece after hit piece. Yeah. It, it, it becomes, what, what's happening now, though, it's, it, it, it almost leaves you blind to what the tr- truth really is when it comes to polls. Yeah. When it comes to, who I, God knows who's up. Because I don't. Cause, cause this is boy, boy, the boy who cried wolf, really. Yeah, a lot, really far beyond that, <laughs> far beyond the boy that cried wolf, and it's nonstop. But I do see a segment of people that aren't really drinking the Kool Aid, 
you know, and, and that part makes me optimistic and happy because not everybody is really like buying into this shit. And I, I just wonder, obviously this election is going to be very telling, like where people are, where they stand, how they think. And if Trump wins, I wonder if there's going to be a pivot from the mainstream media because I mean, this is the type of shit that like you could go out of business for. Yeah. But at the same time, too, it's like it, I can't help but to think about like what the what history really is, you know, like because like if you ever sit down and think about like today where we're at and the articles that people will read mm-hmm. about what's going on doesn't necessarily reflect what we see. It's a narrative that's painted yeah. a certain way. So then it makes me wonder, like when I was a kid and I read in the history books about certain things, like was I reading the truth or was I reading a re- revised version of the truth? You know what I mean? Yeah, well, I'm, I'm sure in many cases you've read the revised version of the truth, especially like if it was, if it was taught to you. I think where you tend to find the real truth is how interested and enthusiastic you are about a particular subject and through your own investigation or through your own research you'll find important stuff like for instance Richard Nixon when when the history of Richard Nixon is taught it's taught with a like I, I definitely with a blemish but it's beyond that like it's it's taught pretty much like it's like a slandered history of yeah. like this like really corrupt well they call him tricky dick like all of like this like really like corrupt trickster fucked up ass guy and like that is pretty much like the the mainstream logic or the mainstream perspective of who Richard Nixon is and was well who he was he's not he's not around anymore but who he was and what his presidency was but if you actually like read and you do your own research about him and then you also correlate like the time frame and the values and everything like that you will learn that at least i learned that he was actually a pretty good president he was actually a great president so, yeah, I, I don't have any doubt in my mind that, like, many of the history that you might have learned or have seen or have read has definitely been revised and, and wasn't the 100% truth. But I think it's up to the individual to look into it. And then if it's something that interests you, you will find, at very least, like, a balancing account of what really was. Like, for instance... Another particular era in history that I've read quite a lot about is like Lyndon B. Johnson and like the Civil Rights Act and like how Barry Goldwater, the Republican that was going against Lyndon B. Johnson in that election was not for the Civil Rights Act. So like history sort of reveals Barry Goldwater to be like this racist guy that doesn't want equality in whatever the case but you, you go on YouTube and you'll see speeches of Barry Goldwater pretty much saying like 
advocating for limited government and saying like, yeah, it's not good to be racist and nobody should be racist. Yeah. But at the same time, this is not something that the government should force people to do. So, for instance, like like when he when he spoke about like segregation and, and whatever, he has given speeches. He had given speeches where he was talking about how, well, yeah, you know, the government shouldn't get involved in this stuff. But if I were to have a one on one conversation with a business owner, I would tell them, yeah, it's probably not wise to be segregated. It's probably not wise to be racist and everything like that. So he clearly wasn't like this staunch racist that they try to make him out to be. Yeah. He his whole notion was limited government cuz this is like this is the one of those things that like if the government gets involved in it, it becomes very hard to get them out of it. Yeah. And then we have a whole slew of problems like we've seen for decades upon decades since FDR. It's like all of these things that uh, the social safety nets that FDR put in place that originally were were good ideas or noble ideas or or like had the like a magnanimous uh, thought behind it. But then you see like the the horror that it's causing today. Well, that was Barry Goldwater's approach is like, well, we don't want to like create this stuff. That's by and large is how Trump is trying to handle things. It's like, well. We don't need to keep giving stimulus checks. We need to get people back to work. Like we don't need the government to handle people's yeah. problems because in the long run it's just gonna create worse, bigger problems. So if you look at Barry Goldwater, like the way that I think, like I said, like, okay, like I could see where dude is coming from. So but history will show, oh well, he was this staunch racist that wanted to stand in the way of the civil of the Civil Rights Act. He was the bigot in all of it. Exactly. So my point in all of this is that I think there will always be like a mainstream account of a president, but there there will be like an alternative account. And you see that right now when it comes to the media, you have the mainstream media, but then you have like the alternative media. I just think that we live in a time because of technology that the alternative media we see behind it, the magic trick it can see behind the magic trick and has a lot more firepower because like the device is the the power that you have in your phone and the access to people that you have i mean it, it's hard it's hard to compete with and then also for way cheaper like you're like in 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 hoaxed where Tim Pool talks about how he has a little GoPro, his cell phones, and oh. and and this stuff that's like you know all together maybe all the equipment together is like maybe a thousand dollars competing against a network where their van is hundreds of thousands of dollars. That news anchor, who knows how much he's getting paid? Like the whole shebang, the whole production is a whole thing that costs so much money. And like, dude is actually like getting way better content yeah. than them. Now, now, if you were to tell someone, right, like that came up to you and they said, hey, listen, like, I'm not quite sure. I, I, I watch CNN. It's biased against Trump. I watch Fox News. They're pro-Trump. I watch MSNBC. They hate Trump. How would you watch? Like, what would, what would be like if, if you give me like a 10-step way to kind of filter news how would how would you do it? Um, I don't know if like I could break it down into ten steps, but some of the steps that I use is one, uh, 
no matter who is saying this, especially if it's coming from a mainstream source, don't rely on confirmation bias because we have we all have that where it's like you think Jay-Z is the best rapper, I think Eminem is the best rapper. So I play an Eminem song or verse and I'm like, oh, you see, man, fucking Jay-Z can't do that, all right? But yeah, I am not, I, I'm all I'm doing is paying attention right now to what Jay-Z can't do as opposed to, well, yeah, this is great that Eminem is doing this, but what can Jay-Z do? That and Eminem then, can't. And, right, and, and so try not to look at things with through confirmation bias. And what I find that I do is I actually, anytime I look at like Sean Hannity or or like Rachel Maddow, we'll compare them to MSNBC, Rachel Maddow, Sean Hannity, Fox News. I'll actually try my best to look at it through a lens opposing what they're saying. So when I look at Sean Hannity, I'll try to oppose what he's saying. Yeah. When I look at Rachel Maddow, I'll try to oppose what she's saying. Typically, when you have a harder time opposing what the individual is saying, you you find that that's typically like the more truthful account. No. Now you do have those that are like so good that like they are able they they formulate their arguments in a way where they kind of take the confirmation bias out of it because they're able they're so good. Ben Shapiro is one of those guys. Tucker is one of those guys where their argument is like so well crafted that no matter what amount of confirmation bias you have, they're going to cut right through it because it's a very well crafted argument. Yeah. Those are the the more elites like when it comes to that type of shit and you don't really have any of that. That's the other thing. How many you 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 also got to look at what are what are the elites doing? You don't really have any elites on in like in terms of journalism that are left wing. If you notice there really aren't really? any. Yeah. You can only be elite in journalism through facts. You can't never you can't ever really be elite through through activism. Uh, through activism or or like strictly like like anecdotal observations. You can never be elite. Like you can have anecdotal observations and then it's also nice, you know, when you mix it up with 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 facts and statistics and stuff. Oh. But if you notice the left they don't they don't have an elite and and that's because they are reliant upon anecdotal information a lot of emotion a lot of identity politics so that's the other thing is like well where are where are the elites you know what i'm saying it, it, it would it's almost the equivalent of like how would you predict who's gonna win like the nba finals well like where are the best players like you know what i'm saying where are the best coaches like you look at that stuff and that gives you somewhat of an idea also find like if there's a story don't just read one source of who's putting that story out yeah. read a few different sources because sometimes you could even read a few different sources that lean to one side of the political aisle and even amongst them 
you'll find inconsistencies in the reporting. Yeah. It's like, wait, did he say this or did he say that? So that in and of itself will kind of like make a light bulb go off and you'll kind of recognize that a lot of this stuff is not is is not necessarily based in in, in fact and and stuff like that. In fact and 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 also like is it is it malicious intent in in intent so yeah like that type of stuff i think could help somebody another thing is don't fall for the clip i think too a lot of times you could take some pretty bad sounding shit from an overall good speech or good something that's that has nothing to do with but like they just cut the words right where it sounded bad yeah you know what i mean and I find too, like sometimes I, I kind of, well, let me see the whole thing. Let me see the whole interview. What is this about? Not just like if if somebody says like, well, something I, so small. Well, like I, I the when the way you asked the question, like I, I take, I took it as like this is an individual that like really cares for the truth. Yeah. Because if so, anybody who falls for the clip, like you're nine times out of 10, that's a person that doesn't even care about what the truth really is. Because right. Because you fell for the yeah. clip. You, like, you didn't even look into it yourself. So yeah, I it's, mean- It's being lazy, basically. Yeah, like, so yeah, definitely what you're saying, don't fall for the clip. But like, that ain't something you should even really be doing if you really care about the yeah. truth. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Well, you know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm talking about somebody that is like, let's say like they're they're thoroughly conflicted about something in 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 the news cycle and they want to know well how do you get to the truth or how can you like yeah. filter your way through all of this and that's why i was saying what i was saying because yeah anybody that would fall for the clip is not somebody that really cares for what the truth is anyway nine yeah. times out of ten if the person falls for the clip you could lay out the whole truth and they probably still would not like rock with it just because they're that type of person because there yeah. are those people too there's a lot of people that like, no matter how many times you hit them in the face with the truth like they'll never concede but what I tend to find is those conversations and those back and forths, they're still worth having because in time, the person will see that you were right about stuff and then they'll listen to you without even like letting you know that they're listening to you. And yeah, like they start right. to like kind of more or less evolve on their own. because. Yeah. I see that right now. I was actually thinking about this yesterday. I see that right now with so many people that years ago I would talk I would talk about like politics with and everything like that. They did either didn't care or linked on one side of the aisle. Now that things are like happening in a way where like they're affected by it, now what I say about things is like, oh like you, you, you're the genius, you know, you know. Yeah. It's not that. It's that I, I thoroughly pay attention yeah, to this yeah. stuff all the time. You don't. So now you think like I have some sort of like supernatural ability, but the reality is it's just like thoroughly paying attention to what's going on and being able to 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 navigate your way through the, the nonsense. And looking at the philosophy of it all, because what do you vote? 
what do you vote like well there's a lot of people that don't vote yeah but you have to have some type of principle and 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 that kind of gives you the oversight of how will this affect what choice i make now how will this affect us 30 40 50 years from now yeah. you know and that's why i said it's still good to have those conversations because irregardless of what the outcome may be because in time those people is like, oh damn okay i see what dude was on okay i see it i see it i see it and it's good for the brain like to have a certain thought process about this stuff to think critically you know what i'm saying yeah. and it's never bad to have a conversation with somebody with the notion and the hope that it could help them think a little bit more critically because sometimes without even realizing it these arguments it does serve that purpose of the person thinking critically about things because you may have provided a perspective that they never thought of before they never like looked at it like that before and they still may not like you they still may not like your side of the argument they still may not agree but a little piece of that lingers the next time they're presented with something it's like oh hmm you know what i'm saying maybe think about it maybe ask a question or two rather than just like accept this shit yeah 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 because it, it's it, it always looks easy to to think that you know something i would liken it to when you see someone do some amazing shit and when you try it for yourself you're like damn this isn't that easy yeah but i think it's because well the person that you're looking at doing that they've been doing it for so long yeah so they're, they're like it's a constant grind in and out in and out in and out i must perfect what i do i must perfect what i do and sometimes it's 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 good to have that moment when you're like man i wasn't ready because then that's when you know that well i could be ready like i could if i if i start taking the steps that i need to 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 get there and a lot of times i feel that's the push just in general not even this is beyond politics this is just more so a life a life thing whether it be a profession whether it be politics whether it be sports whether it be for your for your health like you have to in order to, in, in order to actually see a difference you actually have to do things that you're not accustomed to doing get a better diet you know get a, a better workout routine uh, something as simple as oh i'm all, I've, i i lift bro yeah but do you do cardio if health is is your is, is if this is about health versus just like looking good yeah. you know what i'm saying because there's people oh, i hit the gym i hit the gym all right and that's fine but like well what's your philosophy driving yeah. you because if if this is truly about health well then just lifting is no good yeah you know what i'm saying so yeah so that's the other thing too it has to do with the philosophy and that's why like when i said uh, when you would you when you said don't fall for the clip well the the philosophy of somebody that would fall for the clip is typically the philosophy of somebody that doesn't really like care to know the truth that's, anyway that's the meathead that's swole as hell but when you run a race <laughs> right like he, he can't you, keep up you lap him yeah exactly that's that's exactly the case with that so you do have to be able to like try to navigate your way through a lot of nonsense if you really care about the truth 
the way that I look at things and my philosophy is how could you not care about the truth? Because eventually the truth will affect you whether you care about it or not. Yeah. And that's the thing that's so interesting about this stuff. Like if you ever take somebody that doesn't care or know about politics and then you go with them, you spend a day or a few hours with them and you point out all the things in which politics affects, then they start to realize like, damn, damn, damn. And over the years, these are the things that were built. Give you a perfect example. One of our friends, we recently were having a nice phone conversation about the mayor in Chicago, a lot of the nonsense that's going on and everything like that. And he is very much not for the mayor, very much not for the whole defund the police movement, very much of the mindset that police are needed even more in certain areas. And this is a person that has that voted for Obama twice. And I was telling him, I was like, it's very funny that you're saying all of this now when years ago I was telling you what a bad move it would be to vote for Obama. I respected your decision to make your own decision about who you vote for. But in my assessment of the political atmosphere, what I had to say at the time didn't hold hold much validity yeah. to you. But now you seem to be singing a different tone. Well, well, why is that? Because you're affected by it more. Yes. The truth will always affect you whether you care about it or not. And yeah. I think that's why it's un, it's wise to be able to navigate your way through the noise to find the truth. Yeah. Yeah. You got to you got to think steps ahead. You got to think chess at all times because that's life. I mean, simple things, simple things. You want a better financial future, you got to financially plan. You got to save. You got to invest. You got to learn. Yes, all of that takes sacrifice. But in the long run, you live a more comfortable life. Same thing with politics. What what does the politician that you're voting for, what will... Because, you know, when you vote for someone, you're not voting for... You're voting for the now, but but you really you're what you're you're trying to con affect the future, like have a good future. So you start seeing the policy changes and how they affect you. I mean, one like a good example, and I think we've given this example before, but a very long time when Obama had the slew of regulations called Dodd Frank, mm -hmm. and. During that time, we were looking at, at properties and we saw a very, very, very good deal. Good credit, no debt, and all of a sudden, oh, well, due to the fact that, you know, you guys, some some dumb regulation, I don't even know what it was. It was something stupid like if you guys don't have investment property, right? No, it was that they give, they lended more, they lended more at, for owning a house. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Because that time, so it was two of us trying to get something that was a better deal than, I mean, it was just a, a very good deal. And, we, and they said no because we didn't have investment property yet, right? right? But then 
three months later, we get pre-approved for a, to own a house for way more, like double the price of the, the building. Yeah. In what world does that make sense? Exactly. So, in what world does, how? Like, I'm making money. I, I, this is an investment and I'm paying less. But for a house, you're saying I could borrow more, but be in debt more, and now I can't save or now I can't make moves. So this is something that Obama passed. Obviously, I don't know who he had that, that was making this up. Obviously not experts. And people voted for that. Stop looking at the 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 slogan. Stop looking at the the rock star and the the bravado of this person. Oh look! Oh look! He's so eloquent. The way he talks, he's so cool. Yeah. Start looking at the game plan. What is he trying to pass? Yeah. And that's why it's important to be able to find your way through the nonsense. Yeah. And then fast forward to the first week, Trump got in, rips up the Dodd Frank. The first week. Yeah. And it results in 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 uh in better real estate market, better for investments and everything like that. Crazy. That's our episode for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. The show continues to grow because you guys keep listening. So keep on listening. Remember, we're on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Apple, and Google. Follow us on Twitter at Hanging with Apes. We'll see you guys next week. We're out. Peace. Peace.